mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Fade in. Exterior. Rainforest. Olympic National Park. Washington. Dawn. Moss-straped. Shadow-drenched. Tortured tree trunks twist upwards, reaching for rare sunlight. Bella in voiceover. I've never given much thought to how I would die. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And I'm Julia Argy. And this is Hot and Bothered Twilight and Quarantine, the movie. That was the most L.A. I've felt in a really long time. I thought it was really riveting. You could do that professionally. Thank you. <laughs> Not be part of the movie. Just read the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that if you are born in Los Angeles, California, you get like a gene to be like a low-level PA. <laughs> so what we're going to talk about is basically our favorite parts of the books, the side characters, the fashion, the weather, and we're going to translate those to how they were portrayed on film. Yes. And we're going to give them a rating on a scale of one to 10. But before we do that, Julia, what are your just like first high level impressions of the film Twilight? I mean, the first thing anyone notices is the absolutely bizarre color correcting that has happened after the fact. The whole movie is blue. There's not a single other color but blue, except for dream sequences and flashbacks, which are in sepia. So my theory about the blueness is that since we don't get Bella's inner monologue, which is super depressed all the time, it's been translated to the color of the film. I think they should have just leaned into the voiceover and had it be like a Ferris Bueller directed dress. Mm -hmm. Like Bella looks right into the camera and is like, isn't he hot? Don't I have horrible parents? She never says that in the book, so in the movie, that would be pretty unprecedented. What were your first impressions? I love campy things, and so I liked a lot of the camp of this movie and, like, how ridiculously over the top it is. Like, I love the sepia, but what I was really, like, so disappointed by was the sparkle. Like, there was just not nearly enough sparkle. He doesn't take off his whole shirt. He just like unbuttons it a little. You see like sort of shimmer. Like honestly, I think that the Cullens, if that was what sparkling looked like, could go to school. Like it looked within the realm of normal. And that is so dumb. He's supposed to be like 
all that jazz, disco ball, hang him up and you can read by his light. Sparkly. Something that is in the movie Sparkling that we didn't get in the book is that it makes sound. You didn't like that fun addition? <laughs> the crackle? Yeah, it's like twinkle, twinkle, twinkle. I don't know what actually makes that sound. Like, I don't think diamonds make sound if you put them in the light. But this is like the twinkling of crystals whenever he enters the sun. Yeah, it's like the sound of a chandelier making light. <laughs> a chandelier in a storm. Mm, that's really poetic. Something I absolutely loved, and I was really confused in some ways. So a lot of people talk about Kristen Stewart's acting in this movie is bad. Like, that is something I went in really assuming was going to be the case because I've heard it so much. Completely not true. Like, earnestly, this is not true. I think she is, like, so method that she even breathes the way that Bella would. And she does great size around her dad when she's like, Edward Cullen is my boyfriend and he wants to meet you. And he's like, take pepper spray. She's like, dad, like her breath work is just incredible in this film. Unfortunately, Robert Pattinson was given a tough role and I don't think he delivered because his acting was horrible. But also maybe that was the point. I don't know. I think he was like pouting about how bad the role was and so didn't put his all into it, which is annoying. I just don't even know what his all would have looked like growl more convincingly yeah yeah i don't think he growled convincingly at all so yeah maybe the visual effect of the sparkle was actually quite strong and what i am responding to is the lack of internal sparkle that he was radiating through his acting i just feel like i can't be too upset with him because all of the comments he's ever made about acting in the films is exactly what we say about the books that Edward is such a bad person. So when he feels unable to convey that inner sparkle, I think, yeah, I wouldn't be able to either. Okay, Julia, now let's move on to a fashion rating for Bella, the the true content. What is your rating? What number do you give her and why? I am giving her a seven. I loved most of what she wore. First of all, her styling, great. She was constantly in blue eyeshadow. I don't know if Bella was wearing blue eyeshadow or if they were trying to make her look pale, but either way, it looked amazing. She often had a center part with little barrettes on the side. It was so cute. And then the outfits were like classic 2000s. She was always in flannel and like little camisoles. Oh, she wore one of those like tight Henley shirts with a like sweatshirt pocket in the center. Kangaroo pouch. A kangaroo pouch, exactly. But the reason that she gets the three demerits is because I would never actually, I would never want to wear those clothes, but I very much enjoyed looking at it. What about you? Oh, I'm giving her a nine. I think she looks amazing. And I also think that Bella, the movie character, makes some great choices that Bella, the book character, did not make. For example, no khaki skirt, not anywhere. She never matches with Edward. Big win. She doesn't wear heels to the prom. She wears sneakers because one of her feet is straight up broken. She also wears leggings under her prom dress. And I was like, yes, Bella, light layers. Stay warm at your freezing cold prom. Loved it. And then the the point off is just because, like, I loved being reminded of some of this fashion, like bowling shirts is fashion. But I'm like, it's not actually attractive. 
Another light layers thing is that she's constantly wearing long sleeves under short sleeves. And she is also always wearing these like elbow length gloves. Oh, the gloves were great. I was watching this with my boyfriend and my boyfriend thought they were oven mitts at first. They were (laughs) a very thickly knit pair of gloves. (laughs) What did you think about Edward's fashion? So I love his peacoat. He has a peacoat. That is the only nice thing I can say about Edward's fashion. What number would you give it? I I w- will give it a two. It was like pretty bad. It's like preppy in a way that makes him look like an, an asshole instead of preppy in a way that makes him look like clean cut and reliable. I love the peacoat, but I like hate that huge chunky bracelet that he wears. I like don't understand. I actually forgot to rag on Bella for this. She has a horrible like puka shell bracelet. <laughs> and I know that puka shells were a thing, but like, ugh, I hated them then. I hate them now. So like all the bracelets, all the jewelry is bad in this movie. But like Edward's huge bracelet is offensively bad. You know that it's his family crest, right? I noticed that his bracelet and Rosalie's necklace and Alice's necklace all matched. So I assumed it was a family thing, but like I hated it everywhere. It's so ugly. It it was always ugly and always huge. The necklace wasn't like a pendant. It was like the size of their throat. Yeah, it is bigger than an egg. <laughs> For sure, bigger than a bigger than a chicken egg. What about you? What did you think of Edward's fashion? What would you give it on a scale of 1 to 10? I had also given him a 2. He wears the same outfit every day and he's not even in quarantine. He has a popped collar basically 24-7 on any garment. Even garments where, like, the collar is already stiff enough. He always flips it up, peacoat included. Yeah. I think the other reason I was so disappointed was Edward's fashion in the book is so iconic. The sleeveless <laughs> collar, white button-down, the beige leather jacket on white cashmere turtleneck. And we just didn't see any of that. And so it's like I get the same outfit every time, and it's not even whatever – outrageous outfits we hear about in the book. It was very yeah. disappointing to me. His hair is great. So much product. I don't know what made it great. It's gravity defying. It's so tall. All of the hair in this movie was baffling. <laughs> the amount of hair dye they used on these poor people. And at one point, Jasper looks like that meme of Justin Timberlake with ramen noodle hair. Like he has that hairstyle for the whole film. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So one of our favorite parts of the book was like the regular weather update. And as we talked about, we don't get Bella's voiceover, so those aren't explicit. But because film is a visual medium, the weather is still expressed to us. How did you feel about the weather in the movie. What would you say your weather report for the film was? I mean, I actually had a conspiracy theory desk weather update collaboration going on. Mm -hmm. There is a fog machine that stalks Edward in this movie. And I think he learned all of his stalking skills from that fog machine because wherever (laughs) Edward goes, the fog follows. So he is thinking to himself, just treat Bella the way that that fog machine treats me. It's like, it's there when I don't sleep. I can never be free of it. (laughs) Um, So weather report, foggy. Super foggy. There's also a moment where they're having their little bonding conversations after they start dating. And Edward never sits on the ground. He only crouches. He crouches throughout this entire film. He's either standing or he's crouching. So he's crouching on the ground and Bella's sitting and it's pouring rain and they're both drenched. Like pack a tent, Edward. There's no reason for you both to be soaking wet. So rainy, no rain gear, and foggy. What about you? What's your update on the weather? It was windy. And when it's not windy, then they compensate for it by putting in fans. So like Bella walks into the science classroom and there's like zero wind in the science classroom. But she walks in front of a fan And that is how Edward smells Bella strongly for the first time because he's downwind from her. And then it's like windy when James smells her and it's windy when Bella and Jacob are talking on the beach. It's just like it's very windy. When James and Victoria and Laurent enter the baseball field for their little scuffle, I don't think it's wind. I think they're walking down a conveyor belt. Like the amount of airflow going on in that scene cannot be naturally born. Like (laughs) their garments were flowing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it seemed like dangerously windy. It was definitely like a small craft advisory. No boats out on the water. Okay, but let's talk about the people who really matter. Edward Bella, who? Jessica? Matters. What did you make of Jessica in the film? I mean, Anna Kendrick is such a delight. I loved any time she was on screen. Jessica goes surfing when they go to La Push, which is great. And she wears a ribbed knitted beanie with a brim to it. And I remembered that I used to own one of those. So I felt a lot of solidarity with her. What did you think about Jessica? I really hate the portrayal of Jessica in the film. I love Anna Kendrick in the role of Jessica, but I hate the portrayal of Jessica. I think that Jessica in the movie is just written as a straw man for, like, how annoying regular girls are and how special Bella is, that she, like, knows things like Debussy and the square root of pi, and, like, dumb girls like Jessica would never, and they just care about, like, volleyball and boys. Well, I have a little fun fact. When I was watching the movie... On Amazon, there's like a general trivia section that pops up, and it said that movie Jessica is a combination of book Jessica and book Lauren. Interesting. So I think that's what's going on in terms of Jessica being kind of mean to Bella all the time. Yeah, I hated it. Jessica is just like a beacon of light 
in the book. She's like genuinely someone who's like interested in age appropriate things, but in a mature way. And the movie version is just like so reductive and makes her seem like the type of girl that honestly I've never met. I don't know any women like this. I give movie Jessica a negative 100. I just could never give Anna Kendrick a negative 100. Her portrayal of her is so good. She has to like go positive, like a one. That's fair. I give it a one. I give the the Jessica role negative 100, but I give Anna Kendrick 101. Exactly. It evens out. What did you think of Mike in the movie? I mean, he was like kind of tragically irrelevant. We don't see any badminton. We don't see any of his bare legs. I'm sure you're extremely disappointed by that. I think he just shows up to ask her to prom and then disappears. I was grateful that they didn't show his bare legs, actually, because when I was confronted with how young Mike was, I was like, oh, I'm not prepared to find him attractive. And then I was like, oh, good, I don't. So that was good. He also wore a lot of cargo pants, which always makes me curious about why in the late 90s, early 2000s, we had so much to carry in our pants. I'm wearing a pair of Carhartt overalls right now, which I think has approximately 40 pockets. So I'm standing with Michael in the cargo pants front. Okay. I give Mike a three. Yeah, I'd give him a two. He was, he was a non-entity. Yeah. Let's move to our favorite Cullen, Rosalie. What did you think about her? Well, she's so pretty. I just didn't like how nice she was in the movie. Like in Rosalie's big moment of rejection in the book, she's taken from her, right? Edward is like, wear Bella's clothes. And she's like, no, why should I? And like walks away in the book. And in the movie, she's like, no, okay. And does it anyway. But I do love that she knows that she is going to hate Bella so much that she's preemptively mad even before Bella comes over for the first time. And she seems to be mad about all of the ensuing food waste because movie Esme cooks an elaborate meal for Bella and Rosalie is like, why? So I still love Rosalie, but I feel as if she was robbed of some of her agency. So I give her portrayal in the film a five. What about you? I'm going to give her a seven for being hot. I wanted to see more of her in the book. And so the fact that we didn't see a lot of her in the movie kind of adds up. Though I do have a little thread of connection that I made about monkeys in the movie. Oh. Edward at one point tells Bella, hold on spider monkey as he like goes and like jumps from tree to tree, whatever. It was ridiculous. (laughs) Um, And then as they're playing baseball, Emmett climbs up a tree and says, my monkey man. And so I wonder if there's some kind of like subliminal messaging there about Rosalie and Bella's connection. Like Bella too is a monkey. She's a monkey a monkey woman. Got it. <laughs> I hope so because you didn't ask, but I hate Alice in the movies. Like when she walks in in ballet flats on a tree to her house. Yeah, and that when she pitches the ball, she first does like a high ballet kick. I loved the ballet kick. That was awesome. Why didn't you like that? Here you are spending all this time talking about a dance movie. Oh my God, it's total manic pixie dream vampire. Ugh. Why does everything she have to do be cute? And it's so cute that it's ugly. Like her haircut is so cute. It's ugly. Yeah, the haircut leaves something to be desired. Anyway, yeah, you didn't ask, but Alice, negative zero. Ugh. Okay, so just before we wrap up, we need to just talk about 
some discrepancies between the book and the movie. I think that the big one to me is the portrayal of Bella. Bella in the movie is awesome in like all the ways. She yells at Edward at one point, I'll buckle myself. She doesn't cook for Charlie. They go out all the time. And in fact, she nags Charlie about the way he cooks. She doesn't get Carrie sick. She also doesn't get carried a lot in the movie. Like it's only for fun carrying. And I just think it's like bizarro, Bella. But like I was I was really into it. So that was the big discrepancy that I was like, yeah. What about you? There are two major things in my eyes. One is that the science teacher is the hottest person in that film. I agree. The life of the party. He was amazing. Everyone just watched the movie for the science teacher. He was a total delight. The golden onion that he like spray paints gold. Adorable. And all of his students heckle him when he says that. I'm like, guys, that's the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So that and then also the presence of a plot. I think that the people who wrote the movie realized they couldn't pull a actual Twilight and just wait for the last, I don't know, 20% to have a plot. So there's an actual murder in the movie of Buttcrack Santa. (laughs) Yeah. He died and people were really sad. Uh, James killed him and ate him. Yeah, it also makes like the whole James thing more forbidding and it was done very well. The plotting was really improved upon. So overall movie rating, what do you make of it? I'm going to give it a six for the first watch. Like if you haven't seen it ever or you haven't seen it in a long time and you watch it and you don't remember anything, you'll be like mildly charmed, but also it's two hours long. So you're going to be really excited for it to end. Vanessa and I both watched this movie multiple times within 48 hours. And so once you get to the second watch, the rating dips to like a negative 1200. It becomes absolutely unbearable to watch it again in such a small time period. So do not do that. But just as a one-off, pretty good. I want to give it a 4.9 because like in a certain mood, it's exactly the kind of thing you want to hate watch. But like I cannot get myself to give this movie a five because some parts of it are so bad that I just like I refuse to give it the benefit of the doubt. Like it doesn't deserve that benefit of the doubt. So that makes sense. I think that's justified. This has been Twilight and Quarantine, an Olympic event from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are executive produced by Ariana Nettleman and produced by Ariana Martinez. This show was conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy, who I give a 10, and I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I don't believe in rating myself. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by Acast. Next week, we're starting book two, New Moon. Thank you so much to all of our Patreon supporters who made it happen. We're so excited to be able to do this together. Talk to you soon. Have a good weekend. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. 
like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.